Welcome to the Dicks in the Back Row, where we trash the good movies and destroy the bad ones. I'm your co-host, Max Healy, in Nashville, Tennessee. And over in Boston, Mass., we have Tim Begin and Mike Preble. How are you guys? Great. It, it's a beautiful Sunday, so I'm happy. It's yeah, a much better I, uh, reaction, too. That's good. Yeah. I was I was eating a chocolate donut about 15 <laughs> minutes ago, so I was better Ooh. back then. But this is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Derek Brady in the sunshine state of Wisconsin. Derek, how you doing? <laughs> I, I love in life. It's been an interesting night so far, but I am ready to go. Let's get this uh let's get this show on the road and let's talk some bacon bits. All right, let's do it. So, we're going to be changing it up from the dinosaurs this week and we're going to be diving feet first into the world of illegal <laughs> underage dancing. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh yeah, get ready Puncast. guys. Puncast. starting early. So we're going to be, yes, yes, dancing uh, in 1984's Footloose, directed by We're going to watch Rex, Rex starring... Ryan's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, starring Kevin Bacon, Laurie Singer, John Lithgow, and a freakishly skinny Chris Penn. So <laughs> before we actually talk about this intro scene, um, has anyone actually seen this movie before? Oh. This was no, the first no, time this, I've seen I, it. I have seen this movie before. The, the, this was my first time, and I knew I was in for quite the wild ride from the still shot that was the, the screen grab on my uh, my Google Play account. Uh, it was a, a skinny Kevin Bacon and a wife beater, and I knew I was in for quite the thrill ride. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it, too. Um, and I probably actually had a better... Uh, viewing enjoyment, I guess, than uh, you guys, just because Nikki was watching in the background every once in a while, and uh, she actually played Sarah Jessica Parker's role beforehand. Um, you mean so, Rusty? Yeah, I was gonna say Rusty. Is, is her name Rusty? In this? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even her name was Rusty. Rusty. It is Rusty. So, if, if, you're keep, if you're keeping up at home, guys, the last podcast had a woman by the name of Catfish. This one's got one by the name of Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, she's, like, doing all the dances in the background while I'm, like, furiously typing away and, you know, rewinding the dance scenes like Belichick does on Monday after a game day. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. This movie okay, so, was um, a pile of shit. It's really <laughs> it was... I, let's just put it this way. I have a half page of notes on the opening credit scene. That's, that's probably too many, just on a lot of feet <laughs> dancing. You know, it's it's a lot. That's all I could think about was Rex Ryan must love this fucking movie. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll kind of just start off right there from the beginning. Just kind of go in order since that makes perfectly good sense. (laughs) So the movie starts off immediately with with the Footloose song. And you know just right away that they're going to get their money's worth in this song. Kenny fucking Loggins, baby. Footloose. Footloose. Everybody's got has been crushing it. foot loose. <laughs> these, these dance moves were so fucking erratic. I, 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 I thought that it has to be just like Nick Nolte dancing around in all these pairs of shoes. Dude, you know? they made a dancing movie with all white people in it. This is what happens. Yeah, it's just a lot of Midwest suburban white feet happening around. Right. Yeah. It's just a bunch of, just they're like, Gary Busey, we're calling you in. You're only going to be in the opening credits, though. He'd take that. He'd take that word. Well... It's like, well, I'll do it as long as you just show my feet. I only want my feet in this. It's like, you got it, Gary. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're introduced to this shit-ass town with the Grand Wizard, John Lithgow, you know, thinking that it's still the 1950s and not 1984. 
And he's just going yes. on and on about how rock and roll music is the devil. That was my that was my first note was I don't know whether this movie took place in the eighties or the fifties. <laughs> Lithgow was just like really getting into it too. Well and, and for, for Preble and Tim, guys, I don't know if you've ever been to church in the South. Spot on. This is exactly <laughs> what it's like. Except we we handle some snakes and stuff like that, but Yeah, I've never yeah. been to church in the South and I, I think I'll probably self immolate before I do that. Yeah, so Catholic masses usually don't have that much anything. In right. It. It's usually just kind of like a very somber, a lot of sitting and kneeling and crying inside. Well, and it, it, church in the South is also full of, of teenagers looking like they want to rape each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> just a bunch of very sultry looks. I would love to have Lithgow's character listen to Cardi B and just, like, get his opinion on that. <laughs> So, I mean, just right off the bat, I'm so sick of these, like, you know, let's throw off the bonds of religious conservative conservatism by, like, fucking dancing and, like, being free and open. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up and get a goddamn job. <laughs> shut, stop fucking capitalism. dancing. That, that is Tim's answer, is capitalism. It's yeah, like, you want to know what? There's work. one place that me and Ronald Reagan fucking align, and it's just get a job, you piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, we're going to show them by dancing. Shut the fuck up, Kevin Bacon. He should have eight more jobs than that flower job he has. That f- <laughs> fucking piece of shit. No. Kevin Bacon, the skinniest guy in this movie, has a job where he is doing manual labor the entire time. I, Just deadlifted 50-pound bags of flour. I hate this movie, and I hate every single, like... <laughs> other movie in this fucking genre where you have corny white people just fucking doing the worst choreographed dance moves. Tim, Tim, please, please. We have a whole we have a whole podcast to get through. Tim's already he's like, this movie should be burned to the ground. Tim's gonna aggressively hang up on this call. Yeah. Fucking done with this. I'm done. It's about 15 minutes later we're all like, has Tim said anything in a while? Oh no. No he hasn't. He's He's hanging in and his closet. And there's just a gentle rocking of a noose on a, on a wooden <laughs> yes, raster. Sounds like rope on wood. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, I don't understand. G- gently swaying in the breeze. Where did Tim oh, go? God. Yeah, so we're still in the church scene. You got this kid who is looks like he got went into a coma while the guy was just like just talking his ass off, talking about <laughs> it's like I will never give up. I hate Van Halen so much. They drug that kid. child. I know which one you're talking about. Where they he. Wakes up from a deep slumber. He looked hard. Father whispers something very lengthy into his ear, and he goes right back to sleep. Yeah, yeah he, he looked fucking horrified. Um, but then right after this, you're introduced to Kevin Bacon and Lithgow's daughter, Ariel, uh, played by Laurie Singer, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm new, so what? I don't care. I'm from the big city, and you're not, so, uh, what's up? You see Sarah Jessica Parker looking the best she has ever looked. Yeah, that's I was, a, that's I was saying a, that yeah, too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I, was, I don't think I've ever seen her look as good as that. And now, because oh, god. And then now you she get looks the, more the like the Ariel. Who, then you get the most terrible movie, like romantic movie trope ever. It's like, ooh, he's new and different. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! These writers are fucking retarded. <laughs> Hey, Tim, why don't you good. tell us how you really feel? <laughs> don't worry, I'm hol- I'm, I am holding back, so... No. <laughs> just wait, gang, just wait. So this isn't going to be the, like... This won't be the first time that I'm going to say it, but I, I hate Ariel in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a She's bitch. probably the worst character. She's oh, a front-running front bitch. 
Spoiler alert, see- guys. The, my favorite scene in this movie is when she gets the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought for sure it was going to be the extremely absurd upskirt shots when she was climbing into her boyfriend's truck that we're about oh, to get God, to. Oh, God. I know. But just the whole, like with Eric, like she treats her friends like shit. Like she doesn't care about anybody but herself. Like she clearly needs to eat a sandwich because it looks like she's on the verge of passing out throughout like most of this movie. <laughs> and then she's also like the town skank, so I guess that's why she's like the most popular girl in this shit town too. You, you know how they you know how they indicate that to you? They tell you when she's three done to four fucking that dude the in the woods. <laughs> no, no, they tell you three to four times throughout the movie that she's been kissed a lot. Yeah, uh, if you know I, what I, guess... I mean. Yeah. This this movie did like a lot of weird like evasive talk about stuff. Like they're always like it's like she's been kissed a lot, and then other points they're just like it's like they're like what's this douchebag doing? And it's like wait wait like and we'll get to it later. Gener- but like their choice of language in this like just ma- is really confusing. I'll say that they like they generic teenager talk. Generic yeah, teenager talk. It's just unbelievable. And then they're like oh but she's been kissed a lot, and they're like I'm like why don't you just say that she has a lot of sex? Like you're talking to like like yeah. they're like shit fuck this, and I'm like what the like just. Talk regular. Pansy. Yeah. That she was kisses horrible. a lot of boys. And when I say kiss, I mean suck. And when I mean boys, I mean dick. <laughs> <laughs> so so for, the, for the listeners at home, I've got a few beers next to me. And you're, you might hear uh, the, the crack of a top. Because that's what it's going to take to get through this fucking podcast. Was it in a cooler? Because we just heard a lot of rummaging, too. Like, did you put the mic uh, directly well, into the cooler? Uh, I've got, so I'm in a hotel. You know, this is the life I lead. And uh, I've got the ice bucket next to me with uh, with two beers in it. Ice bucket. Yeah. Living the high life. Old school. Classic, you know? It's great. All right. So these the girls go for a drive, and they're just being extremely reckless. And this is the reason why our generation can't drink and drive anymore. It's because <laughs> of these assholes. They ruined it. Enter the most stereotypical 80s teen asshole of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah this, like, <laughs> bucktooth fuck boy over here so they're on this one lane highway and ariel's just being the attention whore that she is just decides it'd be fun to just be spread eagle between two cars that are going 60 miles an hour there's a one point where like sarah jessica parker is like totally out of the car like between the two cars and she says be careful i'm like i'm like (laughs) damn it lady like you're all gonna fucking die understand the like the appropriate reaction would be just screaming like indiscriminately as opposed to like, be careful, like you're straddling two cars on the highway. It's like, yeah, hell of a time to say, be careful. Yeah, you're well right. past be careful, you fucking moron. <laughs> well, when I, she's I, I hanging her she head said, out the window, you say, be careful. Well, guys, 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 guys. I think she was more uh, speaking to the fact that she was about to get into a truck with a guy that had antlers on his roof <laughs> and a fucking generic Pink Floyd and Grateful Dead sticker. Oh yeah, I love this that. Tr- oh, with yeah. a boombox in the back. With a boombox. This guy is Jesus such a douchebag. Yeah, she clearly, if this was today, she would clearly know all the lyrics of Cardi B, too. But, like, this fucking psycho, Jesus Christ, what was what is happening? All right. Um, so this, this this fucking psycho clearly sees this 18-wheeler and it's just like, YOLO, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and this truck is driving down a one-way, like, rural road and could have easily stopped because the driver has his head out the window and he's, like, beeping for, like, a good quarter mile. So this is like the like, first in a long line of where you realize that Ariel is just a kinky motherfucker. And <laughs> she just gets off on death. Like that's oh, the yeah. only thing that gets her off yeah. is like being very, very close to death. <laughs> the only time I feel is when I can smell death coming. Right. This uh, is the first, there it is. This is the first one. instance. Count them out. <laughs> They're with the first beer, guys. <laughs> and we're not even through the first Five minutes. First which, scene, by the way, yeah. 
we're, we're going to get to this in a little while, I'm sure, but did, was anyone else just completely blown away by, like, the rapidity, the rapid nature of just, like, scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene? Like, you know, one scene they're in the church, then they're in the car, then they're at the house, and then it, there was no flow at all. I felt like this was 530-second scenes. The editing was really shitty, too. <laughs> it was really just, like, really weird angles. I'm like, why did you pick that angle? Like the and one the, up her skirt. <laughs> yeah, or like when, I mean, we, we won't really talk about it later on, but like when uh, Chris Penn and Kevin Baker are driving the buggy, and they're like, okay, well, they're just, you know, ADRing. They're putting in this voice after, oh, yeah. after you know, clearly. It's like, who the fuck is even oh, yeah. driving this thing? It's just, it's like, this is just, this is like an amateur video I'm just watching. I'm some old buggy just driving around this shitty town. But um, This movie's so great that we're 17 minutes into this podcast, and we're still <sighs> in the first scene. Yeah. This is the worst part of it, too, I feel like, but... <laughs> Also, though, like, this truck driver, you know, he's just slamming on the horn, but he's, you know, he's like, I'm on a strict schedule to get all these burnt book ashes to Des Moines. Like, kids are no kids. Like, this truck is not stopping. And also, how did Ariel's boyfriend get her into the car from the angle that she was in? Because, like, her hands were were up in the air. Her leg was, like, dangling from the, the windshield. Uh, the physics of this movie don't make any fucking sense. Like, you'll see Kevin Bacon swing from a rope and drop 20 feet, and he'll come down with a nice soft landing. On the next because like, the physics yeah. of this movie make no fucking sense. Ariel should have died, no. at, and this is just my opinion. I'm not making an opinion about, about the, the physics of it. No, no, I no. think she Tim, should have died. Tim, Tim, correction. This is your fantasy. This is my fantasy, yeah. She should have died at, like, a million instances during her, like, fucking gymnastics event between two cars. There's, like, no, there's no way she got from one car to the other car the way she was doing it. She might as well have just been like, I'm Ariel, and this is Jackass, and then just like have the movie start like that. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, like it's hitting the gooch. <laughs> let's move past this. I'm, All right. Oh, okay. God. Well, just, you know, kind of going back to the burning books, um, back to Kevin Bacon, and you find out that John Lithgow definitely burns books. Because uh, Kevin Bacon mentions Slaughterhouse-Five, and that being a classic, and all these church people are just like... Boy, that's some liberal Jew literature. Now, Tom Sawyer, on the other hand, <laughs> Hold on. that's a classic. <laughs> so- there, there's a lady that brings up, as she says, toll house squares to the house. I don't know if anyone caught this. She brings them to the house in a shoebox. You're going to bring it in a fucking shoebox. I'm not eating those fucking squares. Just made with hate and racism. Like, a Nike shoebox. So, Preble, I had a question for you as a student of the law. How many civil rights is this town violating by having laws <laughs> in the books that they cannot dance? <laughs> well... Or just so fun, in so, general, just the general ethos of the town that, like, you can't read Burke books and shit. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, there are, first of all, they're not laws. It's an or, it's a, it's an ordinance if it's a city, and it's a bylaw if it's a town. So the town can have, like, a bylaw for public safety, but that being said, I also, I mean, we're going to get to this, but I thought that their, like, choice of, like, oh, so, like, people got drunk and died on, like, this car thing? Yeah. It's like, so I know what it will do. <laughs> we'll ban rock music. And dancing, <laughs> not a mention of liquor. I was like, I don't think you're misdiagnosed this problem here. Oh <laughs> yeah, and this is also uh, loosely based off of a true story. Um, there's some some town I, I forget what I, I wrote like it down later on. Like that. It's Oklahoma, something like that, and they had banned music for like 90 years until like teenagers <laughs> just said like, "What the fuck oh are you guys God. doing?" Yeah. Um, but after this little convo that they have, uh, they're at some like 1950s Sonic, and then a music video just breaks out with like some of the most whitest <laughs> dancing oh that you'll at ever see. You, at, what, at what point do you think the director was like? He saw that whole scene take place. He was like, 
Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. We got it. We got it. Like, everything about that was just absurd. Oh, God. The line, there's one and, line in this. She Ariel's about to put the tape in the fucking boombox, and her boyfriend goes, smuggled tapes? <laughs> don't, don't let your dad see that. It's like, where are we living? This isn't the. This isn't fucking Russia. This isn't the Soviet Union. You can still get tapes outside of your fucking town. Smuggle tapes. Not to mention, smuggle tapes, yeah, into your fucking boombox. Right. <laughs> what the fuck's the point of having a boombox then? Right. God damn it. You didn't <sighs> smuggle the tapes. You bought the tapes. You're not like sneak. This isn't like fucking the Dutch resistance in World War II. <laughs> Tim, uh, how do you th- how do you think she smuggled that tape? Oh, you know, you guys know how she did that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, probably in the there's... bag she bought it from at the fucking record store. She bought it from the town <laughs> next door. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, it American. was definitely in her gooch. <laughs> That's what we were looking for. Uh, and then you cut to the uh. most stereotypical, like this. This whole scene is just like, oh, it's great. Eighties movie, eighties movie, eighties movie, eighties movie. It's like. Girls smoking in the bathroom, random video game sounds, payphones, drive-in, boomboxes. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Drive-through cook with his sleeves rolled up. Like, everything <laughs> about it was 80s. Yeah, so then you get into another 80s scene of uh, Kevin Bacon in his first day of school, just with these, like, redneck mountain people just not being pleased to see him pull up with, like, his Volkswagen. And I love somebody in the hallway. He's walking down the hallway, and someone just goes, Comb your hair! <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn, bro. <laughs> Oh, comb God. your hair. Hey, I oh, show that city boy. I told him to comb his hair. Well, kind of, kind of jumping back. One thing I do want to point out is throughout the movie, the the volume of these boomboxes travels absurd distances <laughs> through walls. Like, the, the the scene at the drive-in, there's a one boombox on the hood of a truck outside the restaurant, and girls in the bathroom and or, that are smoking are like tapping their feet, and they're in the the fucking mm. arcade point, and everybody's like dancing around and hop. Makes no sense. We'll get to we'll get to a little bit more of this later. As they're in the hallway, though, uh, he bumps into Willard, who's played by Chris Penn, and uh, they have an exchange that pretty much just consists of, you're in my way, new guy. Oh, yeah, well, you dress like a woman. Okay, we're best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Will- Willard's special needs, right? So that that's what I wrote down, like, a little bit later. Like, we'll get to the scene, but I felt like this was, like, kind of a, a, a slant on of mice and men. And, yeah. and Willard was Lenny. Like, you just got to yeah. take him out back and shoot him, you know? <laughs> Which would have made this movie much better if in the end of the movie, Willard just gets fucking blown away with a shotgun. Really puts a damper yeah. on that prom dance. Um, <laughs> so they're at lunch, and Kevin Bacon's telling a story how he's not gay, and dancing gets all the ladies. Just <laughs> except That's for the a story, complete lie. It's not true. It's <laughs> not true. The end of the story, he goes, he goes, no, but we did dance a lot. Yeah. Like that was supposed to redeem the whole like fucking story arc that he just told this big lie about fucking this girl because he was dancing and then told a lie. That was a whole like told him that was all a lie. And then he goes, "Nah, but we did do a lot of dancing with dudes." <laughs> Sweet really Kevin, now. that's how you get popular in high school. <laughs> uh, and I, li- I like it. Uh, I like it at the end. Uh, you know, they were talk- they were talking about you know you can't dance here or whatever. And Kevin Bacon says something along the lines of, she ever get busted for bopping? <laughs> Busting for bopping. <laughs> oh, I don't even God. want to know what that is. Burn that. Burn oh. this script to the ground. 
Hold on. Oh, God. We're, we're, we're getting ready. I'm, I'm probably going to jump ahead just a little bit. It's the next scene. But that whole scene with the minute work joke that led to the police uh, joke, that led to the police pulling yeah. them over, that led to the most stereotypical, hey, boy, I'm going to take you in for playing loud rock, rock music. Why was that scene in the movie? It never comes up again. There's no fucking point for it. Well, it comes up again in that training oh. montage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Correction, you good, good call. So we'll go back to that here in a second, but um, just as far as some other things go, um, some uh, background info about how dancing is illegal because kids are having too much fun and dancing leads to vehicular homicide, not drunk driving. <laughs> um, you know, jumping into pickup trucks on the highway is acceptable though. But um, also, total dick move by Kevin Bacon with Sarah Jessica Parker because he's walking down the hallway and she compliments him on his tie and he just flat out completely ignores what he says, <laughs> what, what she says. And then he just goes for like the taller, even more ghoulish-looking girl who's Ariel instead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, which I was, I was like, oh, that's you should have just been like, hey, what's up? And then directed your attention to Ariel. Poor form, poor well, form. It and it starts out with Sarah Jessica Parker having to convince Ariel that Kevin Bacon is attractive in this movie. Like, yeah, it just know. just makes it's no like, fucking sense. She's not. Um, yeah, but then oh. right after that though, uh, yeah, Ren gets pulled over for having his eight track too loud and. I do love the move that the cop does, just like flicking the driver, the, uh, Kevin Bacon's driver's <laughs> license under his chin. <laughs> I've, I've never seen that move before, but that was just awesome by yeah. that cop. I, I loved it. I was going to say, I, I think I think that's the, the Top Gun, like our version from Top Gun, where it's like, what's it, uh, like Val Kemmer just like snaps his jaw at Tom Cruise and like bites <laughs> down real hard. And like, I think that's this movie's movie's point. Can, can I we laughed talk about loud. the names in this fucking movie? We haven't even talked about the fact that Kevin Bacon's name is Ren. Ren from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Who dances. And fucking Sarah Jessica Parker. Like these these character names are the best. Willard, yes. Ariel. I was like, who like like what God fearing community Rusty. is naming naming their what what reverend's naming their daughter after like the little mermaid? You know, I was gonna say that's, that's no creepy. These writers, dude, these writers just feel, I feel like they have like this weird idea, like all these people's names are so weird. It's like, if you come from a big city, you, you dance and you're apparently gay. Like that's, these writers are just morons. Ren, <laughs> Ren's what people are named in cities, I guess. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And I, I love the, I love the fact that they get back to the house after the cop scene the, the, you know the is it the uncle or whoever that guy is? Yeah, that, it's the uncle. Yeah, the uncle. He he says you know there were some kids that got pulled over on their way back into town from a rock concert, and they got put on school and church probation. What does Sign church me probation up. look like? Well, I know what like, it means in the Catholic Church, and it ain't good. But <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've moved on from Schindler's List. We talked about Spotlight last podcast. We're gonna talk about it again. <laughs> I, I do got to admit, though, I, uh, Kevin Bacon does have some pretty decent comebacks early on in the movie. Like the whole, you know, where do you get yeah. that? Do they sell men's clothes where he got that? And then he just like purposely cuts off Ariel's boyfriend with his KKK-sponsored pickup truck. And, he's, <laughs> and, he's, and he was like, I thought only pansies wore neckties. And Kevin Bacon responds back with, I thought only assholes used the word pansy. Yeah. Burn! <laughs> so, Derek, you are born and raised in Tennessee. That's uh, correct. How do you feel about those antlers on top of Ariel's boyfriend's truck? I fucking hate them. I fucking hate him. Uh, and, and the fact that, like, not only do you have – if you're going to have antlers on a truck, like, it, it, 
get some fucking like big old deer handlers, you know, like fucking twelve point buck. Not a little like jack. It looks like his truck's a fucking jackalope. <laughs> jackalope. Like, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, oh god, that truck. And then it's just like generic car parts in the back, the back, uh, the the truck bed. Oh, this movie yeah. fucking sucks. But I feel like those antlers are like the equivalent now to what like the brass balls are under pickup trucks. Oh god! Like, we just find the stupidest thing possible. All right. So well, I, I feel like it, yeah, if it was made today, that dude would definitely be wearing a tap out t shirt. So after this, Kevin Bacon's uh, working hard, just picking up and putting down bags of flour, uh, and then Ren is uh, challenged to a game of chicken with tractors. We we missed a part where uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's when uh, when when uh, Ren and uh, Willard are riding down the road, and Willard has my favorite line. He said, "Man, you must have some jumbo coconut balls." <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see them. In, refer- in reference to what? In reference to the when he he talked shit to the the boyfriend, he said, "You must you must have some jumbo coconut." And that was one of the the sections we were talking about where it was just generic teenager talk, douchebag. Coconut balls, like oh god. I also think it's interesting because I think like the the bad kid, whatever. Like the only thing we know about him is that his dad is like the fire chief, and I don't understand like how that like immunizes him from like having to like follow society's rules or convention. It's like oh, don't mess with him because his dad's the fire chief. I'm like he's not even like he's not even like the chief of police or anything. Like my dad has a gun. It's like my dad has hoses and like red trucks. You know, my dad's like, a first responder yeah, to accidents. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> this guy's real baddie. All right. And this is pre-9-11, too. <laughs> Talking uh. priest rape and 9-11. Good stuff. <laughs> this Good podcast stuff. is always rock solid. How does, how does Kevin Bacon get that job? The guy goes through like three questions with him, and he's like, hey, do you know how to work this? Kevin Bacon's like, no. He's like, do you know how to work this? He's like, no. All right. Yeah. Start on Thursday? Yep. <laughs> It's like, I like it. You're hired. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, because at some point later in the movie, you know, what's it, Ren's mom, like, loses her job, and then the uncle's like, jobs are rare here. And I'm like, wait, but your son just, like, talked his way into, like, getting a loop, like, some factory job? Like, how? With zero like, you know, experience? You, yeah, you hire yeah. this underage kid with no experience, but... Yeah. I want to hire an 18 year it's, like, oh. it's because It was because of Ren's confidence. Don't you get oh. it? Oh, he's oh, he's right. a dancer. Oh. His confidence is just it breeded through dance. And the guy can yeah. taste it on his tongue. Don't you guys get I, it? I love I love the next transition too. It, it's oh, the most yeah. natural transition of going from Kevin Bacon doing hard, backbreaking factory work to him getting a nice workout on the parallel bars. Dude, yeah. It's casual gymnastics. Who the fuck does casual gymnastics? <laughs> He's training for the 1988 yeah, that's game. Like, that's Seoul, like the South three of Korea. us going out and throwing. That's like the four of us going out and throwing a fucking football in the street. He's just doing casual gymnastics with his <laughs> with his plutonic friend. It's like the most ma- it's it, the way they perceive it too. It's like no, this is just what like macho teenagers do. They drink beer while practicing gymnastics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, These God. writers are like, yeah, city kids. They, they do gymnastics. They don't play football or anything like that. Gymnastics. Oh. If you're from Chicago. Well, you obviously, <laughs> obviously you could do a great floor routine. Also, the only time you actually see Kevin Bacon's face is when he's just like hanging from the pole. Yeah. When he's hanging from the pole and when he comes again, he, he falls 10 to 12 feet and comes to a nice soft landing on the pad. Oh, he doesn't fall. He does like uh, like like a triple flip and then lands it all casual. And why is is Willard a gymnast too? 
Yeah, I was gonna say that's the other thing because he's just there in like a t-shirt. You know, he's just like ready to go on the bars, drinking or? beer. Yeah, drinking beer in the high school have, gym. Crispin should have definitely kept that up because ew. yeah, I um, yeah, R.I.P. Nikki, yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> I was shocked when I first watched when when they first introduced him though. I'm like, oh, who's this fucking redneck? And then I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I knew Chris Penn's in this movie, and I was like, I had to like. Keep on watching it, like another scene. Be like, oh shit, that's Chris Penn. Oh my god, yeah. it was one of those. I was like, that guy looks familiar. Oh shit, that's right. Probably right. that was that was nice. All right, yeah. B. Yeah. So uh, Chris Penn uh, pretty much just says that Ariel's a skank in uh, this scene. Then you cut to her just in the woods with her pants undone, getting her shoes back on, and then you getting also kissed. just getting kissed. And then you also just find out that her boyfriend's just like a total dick. That and blanket then, was the yeah. most disgusting blanket I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, it, it, literally, it looked like Burn someone had this. slaughtered a goat on it. And his, he's just fucking her on it. Oh, God. Using a, using a tree branch as a pillow. Yep. Yeah. So then after that, uh, you, you get some super sweet 80s rock sounding uh, music from uh, Bonnie Tyler. So you get, I need a hero. And you got that arena rock pumping and of uh, just two... You know, teenagers just slowly driving towards each other during this uh, tractor race. <laughs> they, they say, one of the lines I wrote down, one of the guys is like trying to tell Kevin Bacon how to drive this tractor. And he goes, it's like driving a sports car. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it is in no is way, a... shape, or form like driving a sports car. I just thought it was really interesting. I didn't know if they were like <sighs> being like mocking or if they like failed to take a step back and recognize like, they have I Need a Hero playing as they're going like three miles an hour chicken. Jesus. Do you know what I mean? With the least inspiring was, uh, music of all time. Like, I just didn't, I didn't know at that point, like, what was, I was doing. Uh, they're going five uh, miles an hour. There's, like, bugs in uh, in his face. He's, like, swatting bugs out of the way. He's, like, spitting. He's just like, oh, God, oh, Jesus. And just have this, I need a hero, just going in the background. Just well, slamming I'm, steel and shifting gears on a John Deere. Yep. Would, would any of you guys jump off? In that in that chicken race, once you raise up, I the, would just probably bring it to a stop. Once you raise up the tractor bucket, it's just they're just gonna smash into each other. Yeah, you're yeah, going five miles fine. an hour. <laughs> I love I love the the, the, the guy uh, the, the, I forget his name the the boyfriend, um, you know Kevin Bacon's who cares accidentally raising his up and uh, he goes oh you want to bring it up and he brings his up and then Kevin Bacon brings that goes oh you want to bring it down <laughs> oh. oh oh I'm gonna announce exactly what you're doing. Yeah, so uh, Kevin Bacon wins by accident because his shoelaces are stuck to the tractor, uh, which leads to this douchey boyfriend jumping into a river and then just, like, destroying a $75,000 tractor. Yeah. How did they get these tractors? Where did they come from? I think they just stole them. That apparently no one got in trouble for. Yeah, was, yeah, that's the worst part. Someone destroyed, like, a very expensive tractor in a community that doesn't seem to have a lot of money. You think this would be, like, a bigger deal that, you know, like, oh, you destroyed one of the tractors I used to, like, earn a living and feed my family and no one gave a shit like no one these these children can acquire automobiles and vehicles way too easily there's another scene later on where like all of a sudden there's like 25 kids that have motorcycles that we've never seen in the movie before (laughs) yeah these these kids are just out of control with these fucking dirt bikes someone just please give them their music back they're gonna kill everybody dancing is the devil dancing is the devil but tractor chicken is just boys being boys <laughs> <laughs> but they also then kevin bacon also asks, did anybody ever die from this and the guy goes oh no one. well no one one did all right good luck <laughs> yeah 
It's like, what? A, where, where's the friggin' all the uproar for tractor driving in this town if this kid <laughs> died? Ugh. All right, but um, this leads to Ariel getting the hots for Kevin Bacon because she's unstable. Uh, but after that, you get this random drug dealer guy, Rich, who you've never met before. Just walks into Kevin Bacon, just sitting in a classroom in the dark by himself, and oh, offers him the weirdest looking joint I've ever seen. This movie makes no goddamn sense. Like, this is the most don't do drugs kids scene I've ever seen. Like, they run away from the teacher. Oh, God, this fucking movie. But, like, it does oh. Kevin Bacon. And the guy just, you know, takes us, like, I want you to sell this. And be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and the, the, the teacher had, had an awesome line in that scene. He goes, you know you're taking some real chances being new in this school. <laughs> like, what? What is that supposed to mean? We don't like your kind, which are oh. new. <laughs> don't be new here. How oh. dare you not have been born in this town? <laughs> Could Kevin Bacon have made that any less, like, cool? It's like, dude, yeah, he's, he's trying to fucking frame you. Put it in your pocket and just walk out of the school and throw it away. Like, no one saw him give it to you until you started waving around like a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he, I think he says it's tea. I'm like, what? This is another scene that, like, just, it, it, there's no reason for it. When does it ever come back in the movie? What is <laughs> yeah, the purpose of It makes of no this sense. Scene? He's going like, to show you like, the whole town's against him, man. Everyone, oh, everyone dislikes this Ren kid. He's just got such a, he's just got such a weird disposition about liking music. A cavalier attitude. Yeah. 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 Also, bad choice of flushing in the urinal. It's like, uh, buddy, that didn't <laughs> flush. Say, that's the worst part. <laughs> it's not even the toilet. It's the urinal. It's like and the guy just, just like, oh, okay, I'll pick it out, I guess. This is weird. If that's a teacher, no, if you're a teacher, you're like, pick that shit up and show me what it is. <laughs> he justifies it. like, do you, do you think I'd do that with a real joint? That's how he gets away with it. Like, It's like, I don't know, let's find out. Take it out of the urinal. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn it, this fucking movie. All right. So, and then we uh, cut. We cut yeah, to my favorite fucking scene. So uh, after the entrapment scene at the school, which leads to the most ridiculous scene in the entire movie. <laughs> oh, and God. Kevin, Kevin Bacon pulls up and he's ready to fucking go. Beer and cigarette in a hand. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's pondering over this dilemma, being new and too cool for this school and to being too hot as well. And then he just starts aggressively dancing out all of his frustrations. Uh, <laughs> again, another scene where the boombox is just doing its fucking work. I mean, he's up in the rafters, he's in different rooms, and he's just dancing to the beat, swinging on fucking ropes. The, the, the liability insurance for this fucking warehouse. And you get this awesome montage of, like, the last 25 minutes of this movie that we've been watching, up to, like, literally two minutes that happened before with the drug scene. It's Where like, did this montage come from? There's just, there's no, like, the montage doesn't get you, like, montage is designed to get you from point A to point B in a short amount of time, right? Like, i.e. Rocky training, you know, montage. He just, that's just a montage of him dancing. They just were like, we need to put Kevin Bacon in there and dance. I need to waste three minutes of my life watching him fight dance, you know, against his emotions, like, throughout this weird factory or whatever, you know, it's just one of the things, like, why doesn't he just, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, why don't you just have him just talk to somebody about it, be like, yeah, man, this really sucks, or something, you know, make up a fucking dialogue, I don't need this, this weird impromptu, like, dance thing. Oh, I must dance! <laughs> but you get this, but the ending love, of it, though. The ending of it when he comes off the parallel bars, and it's just shot, shot, shot. You get this awesome action shot of him jumping like 50 feet in the air like Spider-Man. And I counted it. So you get six different angles of him airborne like a flying squirrel. 
And again, another scene in this movie where he is 20 to 25 feet off the ground and just like comes to a nice soft landing. I mean, he's a gymnast. God damn it, Paco. Come on. Of course he can. This kid's going to the Olympics. You find out that he, he didn't make the gymnast team, and which you have like this thirty five year old high schooler being like, "Hey, I heard you didn't make the gymnast team." Yeah, that's that's not what people get made fun of. <laughs> people get made fun of for being on the gymnast team, the gymnastics team. They don't get made fun of for being cut from it. <laughs> what a loser! Yeah. You got you got cut from the gymnastics team, bro. <laughs> I, we we skipped over one part. I think I think Ariel in this movie you can see a couple times is wildly depressed. There's another. Yeah. This is the second scene where she just definitely tries to take her own life. So Ariel's just watching all this, and she comes out of the shadows, and of course she has to talk about herself, and she's just immediately goes, "Why don't you like me?" And Kevin Bacon's kind of like, uh, "Like, because you're kind of like an asshole and not attractive." Um, and then she just shows Kevin Bacon like their black market underground lo- poetry locker, and then she decides to play oh, number two. <laughs> Count him out, man. And she decides to play chicken with a train. She's fucking manic. Like this girl's not gonna make it to graduation. Dude, she's getting fucking sopping wet down there. This is what gets her off. I think it's funny though because she's like, I've applied to colleges and like I have a future, and then it's like, why? You know, there's like the extreme depression where she's vacillating between like this and then like train death, train or really truck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like transportation somehow has to be like an integral part of this. Before before they went got to the train place, she goes, "Do you want to kiss me?" What part of that dance montage made you think that he would want to kiss anybody but his buddy, but his fucking buddy there. Chris Penn? Yeah, Chris, Chris Penn. He's obviously gay. He doesn't want to fucking kiss you. He just did ballet in a warehouse. Oh, just bite dancing all over the place. Yeah. Throwing his hands Jesus up in Christ. the airs and twirling his fingers, and he's like, right. does it look like I want to kiss a girl? Yeah, there's a reason why him and Chris Penn hit it off so fucking quick. <laughs> Later on, uh, he takes her home and uh, fucking Ariel just starts giving John Lithgow a bunch of shit, and he's just like, "It's like I don't know what to do with you. Do I need to commit you back to the psych ward?" She's just a raging asshole. It's like she's John Lithgow's like, "Where the hell have you been? It's the middle of the night." And she's like, "You need to get off my ass, Dad." It's like, "What? No." Yeah, so I was gonna crazy. say I love John Lithgow in this because he's just like I don't know whether you like his his zealous approach to God or not. He's like, "Listen, I'm like trying to like keep you safe because you're like jumping in front of trains and stuff." Like, I don't, none of my fears are, like, not justified. Like, you're right. insane. Like, you're an insane oh, person yeah. running around this town without any supervision. That's why I need to know where you are. He's like, I already lost one kid, and you clearly want to kill yourself. So, yeah, I'm a little Spoiler. concerned. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> All right. That's the stupidest part of the movie, bro. You're so right. <laughs> it's that he is totally justified in worrying about this dumb fucking girl. Yeah, and he's sorry for being a father. Exactly. He's so he's being so reasonable. He's like, "Where have you been?" You know, like no, he doesn't even say it in that tone. He's like, "Uh, you know, do you mind letting me know where you've been?" He's been very congenial. <laughs> like, Fuck off, Dad. She's, she's like, "Fuck you, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we listen to music? It's all your yeah. fault. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, calm down, Ariel. We're having a conversation. He's just like kind of shaking his head at her. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, like every dad would do. The next day, the boys are about to start a Nikital fight while just, you know, washing their buggy, and Chris Penn unintentionally suggests that they should make their own prom. 
which leads to Kevin Bacon saying, hey, I got, I got to show you guys what real music and what real dance is all about. I've never been to this town before, and it's 100 miles away, but I know exactly what it's like. So they go on this long drive, and they get into this bar, to the Roadhouse bar, and everyone's just kind of looking at him like, it's like, are these kids in high school? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ariel takes off her jacket, and which is just fucking gross because you can see like every single bone in her body. She has and no tits. It's my number one critique in this movie. If you're gonna have some sex symbol running around, she's gotta goddamn well have tits. Honestly, the best looking girl in this movie was that extra that was in the back towards the last scene of the movie, who like actually had some tits and ass, was like moving around. But it's like 1984, so they're like, "You're obese. Get in the back, fatty." Yeah. But, you don't Do have, some oh, cocaine. You don't have a pancake oh. ass. Get out of here. <laughs> Ew, gross curves. Nobody likes that. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's just dancing with a skeleton while uh, Lil- Lillard is just pouting and drinking beer. And I was just thinking while watching this is that the Dawson brothers would love this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is just dancing like nobody's watching. Literally, and that's the thing. Like, if you walked into a bar like this, that's not fucking how it would go. All these people that are dancing would be the ones that would be beating your ass for dancing like that. Yeah. This is a roadhouse in, like, bumfuck Utah or wherever the hell it is. Like, these guys are not going to be dancing around like they're in the like they're in the fucking New York Ballet. They, they all have, like, Freddie Mercury mustaches and, like, very, very nicely attired and they're, like, you know, super tight cowboy outfits. It's like, this is not what a roadhouse bar is like. I was gonna say everyone there looks just kind of like uh, like Burt Reynolds. It's just yeah. like yeah. Oh, yeah. that's exactly yeah. how everybody looks in this. And I'm like, God damn! Like, what's going on here? What is this that's bar? I have it written out in my notes. The guy that gets that Willard gets into a fight with. I have fat Burt Reynolds written. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that Willard gets in a fight with for dancing with fucking Roxy or whatever that guy her name is. Rusty. 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 <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. He is 45 years old. She is in high school. <laughs> she is talking about taking her home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best best comeback in the movie. I came with this girl. Doesn't look like you're leaving with her. Well, looks like I'm going statutory rape your girlfriend. <laughs> it's outrageous. In that, in that scene where you see him just like positioning to statutory rape this girl, it just zooms in on his belly as he's walking past the camera. <laughs> After all this stuff happens, though, they're just drunk driving 100 miles back home, and they go over this bridge, and you find out that it's Ariel's brother who died on that bridge. And I like how Ariel's like, oh, Kevin Bacon, you don't know this famous story? And he's like, uh, no, I just moved here from Chicago like two weeks <laughs> the ago. small town, yeah. And then you just find out that John Lithgow went all like evangelical on the town because it was his son and Ariel's brother. I was going to say, way to ruin like a fun night. You know what I mean? Like They just went out and like, did something <laughs> enjoyable, and now she's like, Oh, like, hey, now that we're crossing this bridge, like, everyone I loved is dead. It's like, oh, I need to br- yeah. great. I need to bring the story back to me. Yeah, exactly. For- further evidence of uh, her manic depression. Yeah, it's Ugh. unbelievable. It's the worst. Chris Penn and Sarah Jessica Parker are just like, okay. Like, this, this evening's taking another weird turn. But not to mention, and then the, in the backseat, Sarah Jessica Parker is just, like, trying to keep it optimistic. It's like, yeah, your brother is such a great guy. Yeah, that was so great. It's like, yes, and he's dead. It's like, Jesus. Like, why do you hang out with this girl? But uh, later on, the whole town's talking about Kevin Bacon's plan prom, and you get a great dancing montage of uh, Kevin Bacon and Chris P- uh, Penn. At which one point, Chris Penn is, like, mounting Kevin Bacon because he gets, like, too frustrated that he can't dance. <laughs> I love the one where where Kevin Bacon had Chris Penn on a leash dancing down the hallways. <laughs> that that's when I realized that this was parallel 
to to the, of mice and men. I was like, that's fucking Lenny. Like, <laughs> I, I I wonder. One thing that I wrote down is how much shit do you think the rest of the cast of Reservoir Dogs gave Chris Penn for being <laughs> in this fucking movie? I'm pretty sure Harvey Keitel, like, never talked to Chris Penn on the set of Reservoir Dogs because <laughs> of this movie. Well, the, the, there's one shot where Chris Penn's like dancing in the garden, and Kevin Bacon's up on the you know, up on the tractor laying on the tire all casually and shit. And you can clearly see, like, it's a stage that Chris Pan is dancing on, and it's moving as he's jumping around. <laughs> Out of the fucking blue. <laughs> all right, so uh, going back to this uh, guy-girl fight of this 85-pound anorexic. Assault. Yeah, this yeah, domestic no, this assault. This is just, like, anor- violent assault. Like, this is, like, what a bizarre take. Like, to come, you know what I mean? It's like... All right, like this town has problems or anything, and then this guy just like is just viciously assaulting her, and like it's just yeah. like yeah, that's that, and then n- nothing happens about it, right? Like this is another thing. Like she's got like she got punched in the face. Like she has like oh, I got a black eye. It's like what are you talking about? He like kicked her in the face. It's like God. Yeah. Well, it does something does lead up to this because she uses all of this abuse to finally get Kevin Bacon oh for him God. to just cave into like Ariel's demands of physical attention. And then I, yeah, that, that's I, when they kiss. kiss me. I love I kiss love me. that's when they kiss. I love that's when Kevin Bacon's out of her mouth. like, "Oh, I get it now." When she has a black <laughs> eye and a bloody lip, he's like, "Oh, I get why everyone loves you." <laughs> is there is there anything more erotic than um, like emotional 80s guitar riffs? <laughs> oh yeah like that scene when the guitar kicked in of a badly beaten woman I I, I had some blood flow going on okay <sighs> through your heart right because it was so romantic enjoyable. And then, and then, yeah yeah because it because it pans back the camera pans back and you can see that they're in the most romantic spot of all the middle of a fucking steel yard <laughs> yeah and it's also uh the uh, the best start of any healthy relationship is just founded on like mental imbalance and physical and psychological abuse yeah, so I'm sure they're gonna make it. I think for a little bit after this, I was just kind of like staring at the wall for a few minutes, and I don't know if anything else happens in between. But um, later on, Ariel gives Kevin Bacon a Bible that just highlights all the passages that oh. says that Jesus wants you to dance. That says that dancing's okay. There, there is one scene in between. <laughs> I think it's yeah. When, I don't remember I it. When the mom is in the church, because the mom's kind of mm. throwing some shade at John Lithgow for being a. Stick in the mud for the second, yeah, for the second domestic assault yeah. Ariel's been through. Oh yeah, that's right too. Oh, and then, the, yeah, then the mom is in the church and she looks like she's about to kill herself. And I was waiting for that, like I was waiting for that, like forty-five to just come up above the pew and then <laughs> murder yeah, suicide. The bird, like the birds fly off. You know, <laughs> get a kill Bill scene in there, right? Mm. But it didn't Ugh. happen, which I was sad about because. As, the more characters that are killing themselves off in this movie, I'm happy about. <laughs> Tim's watching that that scene of Arrow just getting beaten. He's like, "Go all the way, come on, finish her." Yeah, I was like, "This is the best way to end this movie. This is the this is actually the plausible way to end this movie." And then they all just dance on, out of her uh, out of her funeral. Right, just just snapping and high kicking. Felix comes on at her wake. And they all just dance out of, the, out of the morgue, and then that's just the end of the movie. Yeah, so all this dancing talk just leads to Kevin Bacon's mom getting fired from her job. And then uh, some teens are throw a brick through uh, their little cousin's window because the, the if drug you dance, dealer. 
The drug yeah. dealer. Yeah. Oh, it's a drug dealer? <laughs> yeah. The best drug dealer in all of wherever the hell they are, Indiana or Illinois. Yeah, they could be in the middle of Oklahoma, but then you look in the background, and there's mountains. So I have they're no in, clue. They're in Utah. Utah. They're in Utah. Yeah, they're in Utah. <laughs> I had to rewind yeah. it to get the license plate on the domestic abuser's uh, truck. God. Uh, Tim, that's commitment. That's commitment. And, you, and you're trying to sit here and tell me you didn't like this I movie. need it. Well, I needed to know because if they were just trying to, like, tell me this is Oklahoma but had, like, the fucking Wasatch Mountains in the background, <laughs> I was going to murder somebody. Um, yeah, but they throw this brick through this little cousin's window because if you dance, you might as well just be black in this town. It just... Um, but after this, they're at the town hall and Kevin Bacon addresses the whole town and says oh. that they need the right to dance. Hold on. At the start of that town, it goes on like any other city council meeting does by discussing the fee for a dog license. <laughs> what? Why? What the fuck is a dog license? Just again, just showing the, the, the value of small town life. Oh, yeah, let's leave that part in this movie. Address, <laughs> Mr. Wilson's now addressing the floor on the dog license fee. Like, what the fuck oh, is the point of this part of this movie? It's like the 95th scene in this movie. It's, oh, God. Yeah. It's like, and I think you get a cut to right when Kevin Bacon stands up and says, we need to dance. And they're like, no. And he's like, we need to. It's like, maybe. Oh, you're not going to let me dance? Well, let me misinterpret the Bible to you for a little while. <laughs> Um, so also though, I guess the scene of him reciting the Bible, Nikki t- uh, told me that in the play, the actor wraps it all out. Oh, so, that, that old boy. I, <laughs> yep. What? Yep. I, okay. Yeah. I didn't think I could hate any sort of production more than I've hated this in- actual movie, but whatever play Nikki was in, barring Nikki's performance, we'll, we'll say that, you know, we'll assume that was great. That production is terrible. I would, yeah. and I would hate it far more. Than watching this movie, I feel like I feel like we'd have to have Tim like in Clockwork Orange with his with his his eye, his eyes like pried <laughs> open to watch it. God. Uh, but soon after this, the town shows their true colors and starts just burning books in public. Oh God! This is after Ariel lets lets her dad know in the middle of church that she's not mm. a virgin and she's been kissed a lot. And just like dickhead McGee and his fucking dumbass wife. Which is, is this guy the fucking reverend or is he the mayor? Every single, like... No, he's in, just in, some like, dude in the city. He's the principal or something, I think. Well, no, I, I'm, talking, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about Ariel's dad, John Lithgow. Yeah, he's the Every no, he's time that something happens in the, in the town, they're like, oh, well, we might as well go get the reverend, reverend the to have him weigh in on this. Of the, of the community. That's why they need him. They're a devoutly religious town as he's collaborating with, like, these Nazi book burners who are like, yeah, we found some... Found some bad words in this, and so into our trash bin, our trash bin fire. Um, but this leads a Lithgow and Kevin Bacon meeting because maybe rallying a bunch of Christian people up to the point of burning books was like a little too extreme. Oh. All right, I guess you're just turning a new leaf here, buddy. Um, well, he realized the, the hypocrisy because he yeah, went on that whole this... speech about like you can't burn the books because blah 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 blah. The devil's in you, not the books. And then he just realized, oh, I'm banning songs and dancing because I think the devil's in the songs. But I'm yeah. being hypocritical here. Blah, 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 blah. I talked to Ren. You can now yeah. go get fucked in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of, like, he's, he, like, snaps out of his German worker party movement and just, he's like, you know what? God damn it. These kids should dance. Right. So the next scene you get is this dirt bike gang just setting up the prom. And, uh, again, like, where the fuck did all these dirt bikes come from? Where did they get these fucking vehicles? 
And then you get a pretty erotic scene where you get like 30 seconds of Chris Penn blowing up a balloon. And then like inhaling it and blowing it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Just losing oxygen to his brain over and over this, again. This movie is about dancing. dancing Just wait until next week. For life. Give me liberty or give me death. Give me dancing or give me death. That's yeah. pretty much yeah. what this is. We've got a real uh, Patrick Henry on our hands here. Um, but uh, the prom's underway and it's super boring until Willard and Ariel's ex-boyfriend show up and just start fighting. <laughs> yeah, and, the, the, for all this excitement about getting this dance set up, they pan across the entire crowd and everybody's just like hanging out like a middle school dance. Guys on one side, girls on the other. And then Kevin Bacon throws yeah. a flying kick into the mix and everything fucking changes. I was going to say, how did that flying leg kick not kill that kid? <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I right down. in the face. Like, your neck is broken. Like, you're, right. you're fucking dead. Like, heel <laughs> center oh. of head. It's like... <laughs> Max, to your point, Max, to your point earlier, you were talking about the ADR. The ADR during that fight scene was hilarious. It was just like generic slaps. And then all of a sudden, you hear someone that's clearly plugged in. Uh oh. Who are they coming for? They're coming for you. Is that Preble? Yeah. Break up that fight, boys. Now, guys, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to break it to you. Um, I've been, I've been secretly, secretly burning books you, this whole time, and now have you been dancing? I've been, I've been dancing. I've been a bad boy. I've been dancing in a community where oh. no fun is ever to be had. Uh, Preble was dancing so hard that he kicked down all the walls in his house. I did. Yeah. Yeah, my paper mache house just is is not as not as quality as yours. We got one episode of not hearing everything that's going on outside of Boston, <laughs> Preble's house. <laughs> Yeah, but Kevin Bacon's like doing this Mortal Kombat Bruce Lee flying kick into this guy, and he just gets up, and they like have to keep on fighting. And it's just also, slaps, uh, and then, then he also did... flips a dude over too, like completely, yeah. like it just picks his dude up out of like like he's nothing, and just like throws him across the across the parking lot. And Chris Penn is just getting his shit rocked, and he has to look at Sarah Jessica Parker. He's like, "Hey, is it alright if I punch somebody?" <laughs> Uh, and and yeah, then you funny. throughout the fight you hear those generic slaps and then one one guy comes in he just goes bastard like it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Fucking nice biffs and pows from the Batman like 1960s series coming on I felt like it's oh so God, bad what is this Adam West comes through <laughs> Adam West coming to the rescue bam pow pow it's <laughs> getting a bunch of automatopoeia just flashing across the right, screen man. just poof. Mm. As everybody knows, gymnasts are terrific fighters. So this is what he's getting all his training for. But so he, they get into this big fist fight. Everyone is still just in the barn standing there. And then just Kevin Bacon just runs down. He's like, let's dance. (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah. We are skipping over one of the best parts of this whole movie. It's that John, John Lithgow and the mom are like, go to check in on, you go to check in on the dance. And they definitely bang in the field, like they are getting I, I, so hot and heavy there. <laughs> I actually, I actually what? said that. I said that to Nikki. We were watching it, and John Lithgow yeah. has this look on his face, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm feeling it again." Right. <laughs> he definitely laid her down and gave that fucking pipe to her. You know. Well, I look, the, the mom. The, well, the mom guy in the car is like, "You're doing a good thing, Reverend." Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, mom- "I know. I'm giving it to her good, ain't I?" <laughs> So, so they pull up, and the mom gets out of the car, and John Lithgow's like, no, I'm going to hang back. She's like, no, let's get a closer look. They take, like, five steps and stop walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's closer. Technically, yeah. she's right. correct. But That's also, it's close yeah. enough. I, I love right. that guy that just shows up because he's, like, this roving. He's watching them. He's, like, this roving sage. Like, he's always giving, like, like Kevin Bacon this advice. And I'm like, 
I'm like, who, like, I know he works at the mill or whatever, but it's like, who are you to, like, be doing this? He's like, oh, this is the place you need to go. This is the thing. It's like, like, where did you come from? And then, like, they turn back and it's just a mirage. You know what I mean? It's like, just gone. He's never there the whole time. Like, he's like Bagger Vance. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I was going to say, yeah, he's like Sam Elliott from Big Lebowski. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a way better analogy. That was a great. That's what I was trying to think of. That was awesome. Oh Oh, god. Yeah. And and so, can we talk about the fact that for a town that dancing has been outlawed for fifty years, everyone in that fucking scene knows how to dance. Yeah, yeah. they're all dancing their asses off. Yeah, you get this the the you know the famous ending, but you get this like Snapchat filter, just like a bunch of confetti flying over the screen, (laughs) but none of it's on the floor. Yeah, just glitter bukkake. (laughs) Yeah, and Nikki also said it's like if this was real glitter, it would be in their hair for days. (laughs) <laughs> like good point and they would also just be falling all over the place like pulling hamstrings like just tearing their knees because like the sheer amount of glitter that is just getting pumped out of this freaking barn it would have been like four or five inches deep it's like a five to six minutes straight shot which i can imagine is like a 20 to 30 minute real-time shot of just glitter falling over and over and oh, over and just, then sometimes just... but then sometimes there isn't any glitter like they'll cut and they like i think they forgot to like add the glitter to it and then they'll cut back and the glitter's there again and then you have the you have the shots where like you have the lights around the camera, you know, and you it's it's like you're there, you know, you're in the middle of yeah. The, that was uh, weird. That was really that was weird. really fucking weird. I don't know. It's like what what why am I getting like a POV view for the first time in, in the last two minutes of this movie of this guy like aggressively staring at the camera while dancing? It doesn't make any sense. But Max, nothing in this movie makes sense. It doesn't, and it's almost over. So everyone's Tim, how you doing over there, bud? You still hanging in there? I'm, no, I'm about to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's grabbing the rope. He's just you know rolling yeah. it into. It's like oh, okay. He's polishing the gun. Uh, that's why he's been quiet for a while. <laughs> he's writing his note. Yeah. Uh, just staring at my. I'm staring at my reflection in the cold steel. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel would love it. Oh yeah. Uh, she take yeah. an after. But uh. Yeah, no, she so, wants she wants to be killed by a moving vehicle of some sort. Honestly, what she really should have done was just talk to her ex boyfriend about getting a job on the fire department. That's like if you really want to use your like you know thrill of death to good use, just do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so everyone just gets their dance on in the end. They also get a cameo of Bill Dooley just breaking out all the moves too, like right before <laughs> Kevin Bacon comes in. This is the third podcast we've talked about two people that no one fucking knows. <laughs> no one knows and who don't listen this... to this podcast either. So there's we not like the yeah. like selfish satisfaction of being mentioned by other people that they like appreciate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love it. Ooh, my I ears are burning. It's like, oh, someone's talking about me. But that dude is fucking dueling it out though. Yeah. He's just oh, getting yeah. his little like, you know, jerky, like robot, you know, wave stuff going on, and then Kevin Bacon's like, I'll take it from here, Bill. Thank yeah. you. Kevin Bacon gets a couple more wigger, you know, wiggles when the, you know, the whoa, glitter's whoa. flying everywhere. He's wiggling. He's, you know, he's just doing this little wiggle. And then uh, the movie just ends uh, to the point that I then just looked over Abruptly. at Nikki. Yeah, and I went over to Nikki. I'm like, is that it? She's like, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it's I, a weird, it's Kevin Bacon in the middle of the dance weird. move swinging his face and it just, it just ends. I was so then, happy. I was so happy. <laughs> I just kept thinking, I was like, please end. Like, there can't be more scenes after this fucking dance. Like, I really is don't that want where you finished? To, I really don't want them to, like, expound on what they learned about the da- after the dance, you know, in, like, four more scenes. What did we learn today, gang? We learned right. that, you know, you can dance and just express yourself, and that's the American way. That's, that's, right. that's mourning in America. That's how, you, that's how you dispel tyranny. Just dance. <laughs> 
Take that, commies. This movie felt so long. I mean, I don't know about you guys. It felt like it lasted for like three fucking hours. Yeah, this was like one of the first movies, though, that I think I only paused it like once or twice because I was just like, I just need to get through this. And this is, nothing's really happening. I get it. I know it's going to happen. Well, they, they, it, it, it's, it's like, it's rapid, like, stimulation. Again, it's, it's no scene. I, I swear, if you go back and look at it, there's not a scene that lasted more than 30 seconds. Yeah, so I, so I have a confession to make right now. Uh-oh. I don't you dance? hate this movie. I, I also dance, but I also <laughs> don't hate this movie. I think the only reason I don't hate it is because, like, like John Lithgow is in this, and he's, like, good. Like, there, it's weird where they yeah. have, like, there's, like, a real story here, but for whatever reason, they're, like, we could do that story, or, now hear me out, what about just montages? Like, irreverent <laughs> montages, bizarre dialogue, and, like, and they're, like, you know what? That's what 1984 needs. We need this. Because, like, in theory... Like, this could be, like, really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, this like this scene was actually kind of nice. And then, like, the next scene is just, like, like what's a Kevin Bacon trying to teach Chris Penn, like, what a beat is. Not even, like, how to dance, but, like, what it is, like, conceptually. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like, it's literally the jerk with Steve Martin. It's just like, I got rhythm, Mom! <laughs> there's, there's so many scenes in this movie. There's so many scenes in this movie that I'm like, I've seen that in another movie. Or, like... The, ep- the, the South Park from uh, yeah the, <laughs> the episode South the South Park episode with the girl like this movie I bored, finally get it b- yeah. like yeah it, it bored so many stereotypes that were used throughout cinematic history in America and that's yeah. all it's good for but I, <laughs> honestly Fred well, I I don't agree with that the fact that I like this movie because I. I hate it. It's my least favorite movie ever, ever, <laughs> ever. I actually I actually oh you think just it, wait we got more. I actually think it's like should be burned. I think this is one piece of me that should be burned and never be allowed <laughs> this to... Is a, this is a war crime for Tim. Right. It's like, this, this is, is this is Hague-worthy. Yeah. This is mine. This is Mein Kampf for me. <laughs> well, that's that's well, the third... That's the third Hitler reference. I told you guys I was going to get it in. Yeah, no. And, and it was in. I was going to say. It was in. No, no, no. But I do agree. John Lithgow is my favorite character in this movie. I think yes. he's being yes. utterly Easily. reasonable. He's doing well. He's a good actor. Doing well. It's not, it's, it's not his fault that the town's fucking stupid for taking a suggestion seriously. Like, he's right. just angry about the music. So I agree with you, Preble. I wholeheartedly agree. John Lithgow is the only redeeming, like, part of this movie. Like, every scene that he was in, I was like, good. Like, this is, I like yeah. this. And then they just, like, cut to, like, inexplicable nonsense of, like, you know, like, Kenny Loggins featuring. It's like, wait, come back. <laughs> this is, like, a real story here. No, I'm sorry, Mike. We could, uh, you know, continue to expand on John Lithgow's character development scenes, but we already spent too much money on glitter, so let's just go. At, let's just do a training montage of stuff we already filmed. That's good. Boy, Kenny, Kenny Loggins really cornered the market on like mid '80s soundtracks. Pop. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Man. this is like his yeah, you got that Danger Zone. Yeah. Danger Zone, the Caddyshack theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. Yeah, he was crushing it. Mid '80s, he was just like ripping it up. I mean. There's a funny story again that no one will get, but it's uh, we I was going on a baseball tournament. We were in like we were freshmen in high school, and one of my one of my teammates. We get in the van on the way out there. You know, everybody's got their CD players, and he's feverishly unwrapping the essential Kenny Loggins. (laughs) I didn't know that. that, (laughs) Did it come from this town? (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, they banned all music but Kenny Loggins' music in my town in Oklahoma. I feel like that's another thing Kenny Loggins did is he's like any movie I record the soundtrack for, like you've got to play my song at least seven times. Or Loggins ain't doing it. It's in his contract, so 
You gotta mm-hmm. gotta read carefully. Lots and lots of logins. So that's the end of the movie, though. A little bit Thank trivia. God. So like I, I, I was mentioning prior, so this is like loosely based off a true story. So it was Oklahoma, probably. So it's Elmore hey. City, which happened in 1978. Uh, it had been banned for nearly 90 years before the teenagers in town asked to overturn the ban. Was there is, music 90 years ago? Before mm. 1978? I mean, I point. guess you have to like kind of crack it, like roll it around, you know, like... <laughs> Maybe some of that morose, that morose classical music that John Lithgow was listening to during this movie. Chamber music. Haydn's <laughs> chamber music. Um, so also the film, uh, the movie was filmed in Utah, and uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, who was 24 at the time of filming this movie, went undercover at this exact high school for half a day as a Philadelphia transfer student, and he said that they treated him like exactly the way they treated him in the beginning of the movie, and then he he just left at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> This 24-year-old man left because a bunch of, like, 14, 15-year-olds were bullying him too much. He's like, I'm done. Fuck this. <laughs> you know what, guys? Uh, Fuck you. I'm a movie star. Boo! Then they, he stood up and walked out. Wow. <laughs> Biggest slide in this movie is when the mom compared him to David Bowie. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah. Also, just kind of thinking, though, it's like, he went undercover as, like, a high school kid, but they... He did Friday the 13th in 1980. So, like, not one kid recognized him. Like, weren't you, like, the star of... Like one of the biggest like horror movies of our generation. It's like, no, no that's not me. No, he died in real life too. <sighs> um, also, uh, Kevin Bacon uh, has said, like he said that he actually pays DJs at weddings to not play Footloose. Because <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hates the song and does not want to dance. And uh, he also had four to six different dancers for the movie. He did? Yeah, Kevin Bacon did. There's a lot of scenes of him just not doing anything. And then they just kind of zoom in on his face of him like, Jumping, and then that's it. Just doing his awkward Kevin Bacon smile. Yep. That's good. Like, All it, right. It, it, here's the thing. You know, when I think of Kevin Bacon, I don't think about this movie. I think about him being an invisible person raping someone in Hollow Man. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, what a, what a movie. Also, so going back to... Uh, Kevin Bacon, actually, is not bad in this movie. Like, it's written shitty, and the character's fucking stupid, but he's playing it pretty well. Now, you can see this guy... Turning into something later on. Well, that's on. what I mean, right? Like, a lot of the other... Excluding Ariel, like, everybody else is kind of like... Yeah, all right. Like, they're not great. Like, you know, some are good yeah. and some are fine. But then, like, she just comes in like a wrecking ball and is just, like, throwing this whole town off kilter. Like, she's the real problem. Like, we yeah. just need her out. And everything else is, like, fine. Also, one of the one of the guys that, like, is friends with Kevin Bacon looks very similar to, like, the bad guy. Like, they all, they all have that, like, the same haircut. They're both, like, in shape. And for a while, I was like, why is the bad guy helping Ren? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is a different... These are like two yeah. twins. The guy, the guy the guy that like like pins him over in the, the yeah. phone booth in or like whatever? Booth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That guy. I was like, why? Wait, what's going on here? And yeah. I was, like, oh, never I was confused. I was confused by that because I looked away for a minute. I think I was writing something. And I looked back up and I'm like, why the... Like, who's putting who in a headlock? What the fuck happened? <laughs> because they all look the same. It took me three and a half hours to make it through the first hour. I kept having to pause it and take notes. That's you're spending way too much yeah, time on this movie I, because I, I just I just let the movie roll. I'm like I, if I miss something, I don't care. Yeah. It was well, it, well. Part of it was because like my mind, my mind had to process what was going on because none of this shit made sense. It's all about the. Well, premise that's what you get for, for living in the south. It's just the premise. It's like I, enough. I don't want any more of these like, oh, the path to the path to happiness and righteousness is through just expressing yourself. Shut the fuck up. We need a little goddamn reticence in this goddamn country. Everyone needs to stop acting like everyone should fucking know about what they have to say and how they fucking feel. Get a job. 
<laughs> just return to the time it's Max Weber, like the time where these like the Protestant work ethic. It's like just just work, stop thinking so much, and just start doing. Sounds like a sounds like yeah. a great plan, Prevo. I'm yeah, I'm right I'm, I'm right there. Take those commies down with us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's make America great again. All right. Going into uh, the casting, what ifs? So you know, just speaking of Laurie Singer, so she was not the first choice uh, of this movie, or the second, or like the tenth to play this role. And uh, it's going to take me a minute just to kind of go over all the people that turned down the role of Ariel. <laughs> all right. So Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Daryl Hannah, Elizabeth McGovern, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Louis hmm. Melanie Griffith. Yeah, Elaine turned it down, <laughs> which would have been great. She would have been great. This is our third Seinfeld reference as well. <laughs> There's always a Seinfeld. Seinfeld is everywhere. Yeah. Um, Melanie Griffith, Michelle Pfeiffer, Rosanna Arquette, Meg Tilly. Heather Locklear, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jodie Foster, Phoebe Cates, Tatum O'Neill, Bridget Fonda, Diane Lane, and Brooke Shields all were offered the role, and they all turned it down. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is a murderer's row of delicious 80s actresses. But this is the worst thing. So Madonna auditioned for the role, and they said no. <laughs> so instead, they get Laurie Singer, who is this like cello prodigy, apparently. Instead of, like, the most popular and significant female artist of the 80s. But would that have been a good movie? Like, if Madonna was in it? I would probably have, like, murdered myself even more. I think, At I least you'd understand Singer. why people, like, were attracted to her, though. Because if you look... Yeah. I then Googled Madonna at, like, 1984. I'm like, okay. All right. And then you, if you Google... Just look up Laurie Singer. Look at her... Okay, for everybody. Google Laurie Singer and then just look at her Wikipedia page picture. Um, and then so for Kevin Bacon, uh, they originally wanted Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe to do it. Tom Cruise was filming all the right moves, and Rob Lowe injured his knee, so he couldn't do it. Um, and apparently just Bacon read a few lines, and they're like, you got the job. Um, and then they also offered the role of John Travolta, but he turned it down. Uh, just probably because he was just done with dancing movies the last of a couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say. Now he was like, wait, the main character isn't gay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. You want to know who should have been in this goddamn movie? And I know he would have been old for the role. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, probably, actually, you know what? Like, he probably could have, you know? Just, like, like the 80s, like, didn't care about, like, casting. They were, like, you'd be, like, 35. But as long as you, like, still have, like, some, some like, you know, hint of youth, they're, like, yeah, all right, you're in there. 17. Yeah. All right. So just going into uh, Act 3. Who was your favorite and who was your least favorite? character yeah i mean I've, I've already said mine that i've already said that i think my my favorite is certainly john lithgow because again you put aside like you know his fervent you know like no dancing like he's just like trying his best like he's like the only like respectable person he's like i'm just trying to make sure my daughter doesn't like you know fling herself off of a cliff and like just try and keep like you know this small like rust belt town that's like in the midst of like rapid like deindustrialization. He's definitely the best, and obviously Ariel is, is not, not good. Very bad. She should be gone. <laughs> I t- I wholeheartedly agree with Preble, and I have nothing nothing to add to his analysis. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I'll buck the trend a little bit. Now, I'll say that my favorite character was Rusty. Ooh. Not only did Sarah Jessica Parker look great in this movie, but she was the cattle pride that really got a lot of stuff going. You know, she was the one that convinced Ariel that Kevin Bacon was attractive. She was the one like, hey, yeah, I'm okay with her climbing out the window and showing her JJ to the entire street. Like, you know, that, that Rusty Rusty had a lot going for her. But clearly my least favorite character 
was also Ariel because she was just a, like I said, I've said it a couple times, just a front-running bitch in this entire movie. Yep, old anorexic Ariel, definitely my <laughs> least favorite too. It's biggest pain I like in the ass. I can see her ribs. Uh, um, for my favorite, I'm, I'll uh, switch it up too. So I think the the unsung hero of this whole movie is uh, Kevin Bacon's boss, because yes. without him, they don't have the yeah. problem. He suggests like, why don't we just throw the palm in my barn? I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, going into the next part, if Mark Wahlberg was in this movie, what would he be confused about? Fucking everything. <laughs> I wrote that Fucking down. Everything. I wrote down everything. Oh god! Like literally. I, Mark Wahlberg, his head would have been spinning because again, he, it's it's just scene to scene to scene to scene to scene, and he, yeah, no, no fucking. Way. Hey Ariel, where'd your tits go? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a guy or a girl? Why are you always jumping in front of buses and stuff? No, I'm not gonna fucking do the parallel boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh god. Hey, rich drug dealer, where'd you get that fucked up joint from? <laughs> can you put a little bit of PCP in that so we can go shoot some Asians after? <laughs> Donnie, this guy's got the good shit. That's what I was going to say. He would have definitely been okay with the ethnic ratios in this movie. Oh, yeah. He, he would have thrived. I think that he would have been the abusive boyfriend in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, Just confused you, you about everything me. and not knowing. No, not <laughs> understanding why dancing's cool. Utterly baffled about the entire you put movie. Mar- <laughs> you put Mark Wahlberg behind the behind the wheel of the jackalope truck? That would work. Oh, yeah. And then just talking to Kevin Bacon. How about you come on the road with me and Donnie? Just be one of our backup dancers. <laughs> can, 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 we, can we switch this Grateful Dead stick out for... Uh, from Maki Mark and the Funky Bunch sticker? <laughs> Why aren't there any new kids on the block stickers on any of these trucks? <laughs> Donnie! Give me a sticker! So, unlike IMDB with their easy 0 through 10 score, or Ron Tomatoes with their certified fresh and percentage score, we've decided to do our own scoring system. So, guys, what would your score be? So, I'm going to be very unambiguous about this. I'm just going to say it's the worst movie that has ever, <laughs> ever been made. <laughs> I hate it with a fucking passion. So, the funny thing about all this is that Tim suggested us to watch this movie in the first place. (laughs) Just wanted to give you guys some good material. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Thumbs up. I'm going to give this movie one naked ass out of zero shower towels because <laughs> there's no fucking point of that scene in that movie. Yeah, we, we papered right yeah, we over did. that scene. Right from the best. It, the, the fact that there's just a, just an inexplicable ass in the background of every shot during that scene. Why? Oh, my God. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, what is it with 80s movies and homoeroticism? A lot of, yeah, a lot of homoeroticism, abortions, and like just female abuse in general. Yeah. These are in like all these coming of age movies. Yep. Eighties were a great time. Prebs. That's why we're all here. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I was I'm interested because there's one scene that or there's one part that I think kind of that we that we skipped over but I want to bring up very briefly. It's when they're at like the like the town meeting or whatever and you know, Kevin Bacon's like, you know, like these laws may have made sense back in the day, but he goes, quote, It's our time to dance is his exact <laughs> quote. <laughs> Which I just couldn't believe. Someone, some screenwriter was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I want to put into a major motion picture. So I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this movie sixty-three It's Our Time to Dances out of four. <laughs> it was an amazing, an amazing ratio of quality. I just imagine I just imagine that writer's table just the mountain of cocaine that was in the middle of that writer's <laughs> yeah. table. Yeah. Oh my god. 
well, apparently, so the writer said that um, they were on painkillers when they wrote it. He wrote it with uh, he wrote it with like Kenny Loggins, I guess. Was the, the screenwriter what? also wrote a bunch of the songs? Wait, 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 wait! You're telling me Kenny Loggins wrote the he, script? I think he pitched it with him, or it might have been the director. But I know that he and Kenny Loggins oh, wrote like God. all the songs together. And I think Kenny Loggins probably had a say with oh, this. Dear. But the, he said he said parentheses that they were on a lot of uh, painkillers because he was coming back from like having strep throat or something. Like, oh, that's a, yeah, that's, that's like, a good excuse. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> my throat. Let me take some of those horse tranquilizers if you don't mind. <laughs> Do you have any cocaine horse tranquilizers for my throat? I feel like that writing session took a week, and they slept two and a half hours the entire week. And they're just screaming at each other. Oh, my God. Just having two separate conversations at the same time while agreeing with each other. Well, I'll, I'll give this yep. uh, 25 motorcycles out of two tractors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's that's the end of this one. So, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Can I get some of those painkillers? <laughs> yes. Just just yes, want to give a just want to give a shout out to our good friend Chris Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to I want to congratulate him on his uh, his favorite soccer team, Arsenal, finally winning a fucking game <laughs> and uh, not embarrassing themselves. Um, Chris, good on you, bud. <laughs> Good on ya. Alright, so next month we're going to be keeping up with the dancing, fighting, and also having ghost sex all over the place with a Patrick Swayze September. Swayze September, boys! Yeah! Because if you thought that Footloose was the only dance movie that had a group of 30-year-old men could tolerate, you were wrong. <laughs> so, for our next episode, we're going to be uh, keeping up with uh, you know the second part and all this double dancing features and Going to be uh, getting on with uh, 1987 Dirty Dancing. So, it's... True fact, I've never seen this movie either, so it's going to be interesting. Um, I hope it's better than this one. I do too. So until next time, just keep those dancing shoes tight and bring an extra towel because things are about to get real sweaty and real uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the 80s. Footloose, footloose, everybody's got them... Shoes. Those are painful, boys. There we go. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Tim's text to all of us was perfect. (laughs) He's watching, he just texted everybody, this movie fucking sucks. (laughs) It was infuriating. Just imagine rolling up to that drive-thru and people are just like outside gyrating around. You're not from this town. You just pull up to like go get a burger, and there's people just like standing out by their car, just like dancing on the hood. Yeah, you know what you do then is you just you look at it, you nod your head, and then you just go into reverse and just pull the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah.